Hey, I know. I'll use my trusty frying pan as a drying pan. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Out of the Drawing Pan, a Pokemon the Series podcast. Each week, we discuss two episodes from the Pokemon anime, just whatever else happens to pop into our heads. Just a quick reminder, we are an E for explicit podcast, so listener discretion is advised. And I'm your host, Jacob, and I'm here with my co-host, Austin. Hello, everybody. Welcome back, Austin. Welcome back. God, it's been 84 years since we recorded a podcast. Other guest host here is Alex. How you doing, Alex? It's been so long. It has been. I was wandering the desert, lost, aimless, but now I found my way. So happy. What are you referencing? I don't know. I thought it was poetic, but I guess not. I thought you were talking about, like, the horse with no name in the desert. They can't remember my name. Yeah. It seemed appropriate. I was, like, wandering an endless wasteland, no direction, but now the podcast has returned and I have direction again. God, it's fucking sad. I know, God. Yeah, it's been a while. We recorded. I was gone. Vacation. It's been a while. Yeah, Jacob. I was going to put that song on my phone. I forgot about it. <laughs> I was on vacation, and then we couldn't do Easter, and then Alex said uh, she didn't want to record anymore, so. Oh, right. Yeah, it was all my fault. <laughs> it's all Alex's fault. But we're back. Better than ever. Uh, refreshed, revived, uh, rejuvenated. And over that break, what'd you do, Austin? What's some highlights? God, what happened? My my laptop died. Like mm. like just gone. Well, it physically broke. Like the hinge broke on it, and like you couldn't open or close it without like the casing of the laptop ripping itself asunder. I should have shown you it. We were here yesterday, Jacob. It's a disaster. I need to find a place to recycle it or get rid of it. But it was a mess, and I couldn't use it, so I had to buy a new laptop. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be a good two weeks before this one starts fucking up. But regardless, I got it, and now I'm hopelessly in credit card debt. That's a that's a good thing, you know, debt. You got to pay it off to keep the credit up. Oh, my poor FICO score. I'm trying to be oh optimistic. Oh my gosh, buying you. one laptop isn't going to destroy your FICO score. It is if you're me. Oh my god. Okay. Anything else, Austin? I mean, you got a nice laptop now, which is good. You sound good. Audio sounds good on it. So, I mean, I mean, it's been a few weeks. If you, some things have happened. Um, we all saw the Mario movie. Woo! It was super cute. Yeah, I think we were all pro Mario movie. Well, we all enjoyed it, right? For sure. We did, yes. Good, 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 good. I would have liked to see more Luigi in the movie, but I'm hoping that they'll address that in the sequels. And I had these two clowns and some other folks at my apartment yesterday to celebrate the Mario movie by playing Mario Kart for three hours. Woo! It was so fun, don't lie. That was the best I've ever done. I was the best I've ever done at Mario Kart was yesterday. Yeah, you were kicking ass because the rest of us sucked. <laughs> ooh, ooh, and Austin, we played Pokemon Puzzle League. That was really cute. Loved it. Mm-hmm. That's why we're going to announce our new Twitch channel in which we do nothing but play Pokemon Puzzle League. Yeah! Possibly? That's what the people want to see. Alex wants to do that, so it's her responsibility to get that done. Yes. It's already, there's already that channel. It already exists. A Pokemon... Wait, a Pokemon Puzzle, Puzzle League, League channel? Yeah, that's all it is. It's tournaments and all that 24/7 stuff. 24-7 Pokemon, oh, <laughs> Pokemon Puzzle League. We can't compete on a tournament level. This is just three dum-dums fucking around, like... 
It's the three dumb dumbs fucking around channel. Yeah. <laughs> the three dumb dumbs. Alex will be in a hot tub. I will. Yeah. Okay. You supply the hot tub. All right. Jacob will be selling his bath water. Used. And my face will not appear on the screen. But the rest of my body will. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds like a winner. I think we've already got $25,000 raised for it. So get the people yep. what they want. Ugh, Austin, what else? That's it. That's a lot of stuff. That is a lot of stuff. Yeah, it's a lot to remember. That was a lot of stuff. Like, we saw one movie and we played Mario Kart. <laughs> Three weeks. I got a new laptop. What else happened? It's to scale. Shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> You're mean. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, at least it did something. If you didn't do anything over the three weeks, that would be that'd be bad, right? At least you got you got something going on. Plus, all the money went to the laptop, right? You couldn't do anything else. So there you go. I really couldn't. My sister just sent out a group text to the family saying, "Okay, here's our trips we got planned for the next year. We're going on a Disney cruise. We're going to New York City. We're going to London. So y'all can join if you want. You just gotta pay your own way." And I'm like, "I don't have any fucking money. How do you think I'm gonna join you on any of this?" At least she extended the offer. That's true. true. Yeah, and I'm hoping to buy a house by the end of the calendar year. So, oh. wish me fucking luck. Yeah, you're not gonna have any money to do anything if you are nope. planning on house hunting. Being a single income family is fun. Yeah, well, the economy's not set up for that. So, good luck, Austin. Yay! The housing market is for sure not set up for. I mean, very rarely. Yeah. Mm. I can't rent anymore. I just can't do it. I just can't. You need to get your own place. I know. I do. Mm-hmm. You do. Easier said than Yesterday, done. Yesterday, Jacob said, I can't see Austin having a roommate. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. Alex, what have you done? I'm trying to recall. I wrote some things. So definitely the Mario movie. That was really good. Definitely enjoyed it. Obviously, the big talk is Jack Black and the Peaches song, which it's an earworm for sure. Yeah, it's the same word. It's just peaches over yeah, peaches, and over again. Peaches, 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 peaches. Hey, don't talk shit about the Peaches song. No. I really wish that they would release like a full length track. Like, that would be amazing. Have you seen the music video for it? Of course. The, was it Lyrical Lemonade <laughs> did it? He yes. has, like, Jack Black and he's got that hair. That's great. Love it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they release a full-length track. I hope that they nominate it for a Grammy. That would be funny. It's not going to happen. <laughs> well, okay, remember the one time when, like, it was a few years ago now, but everybody on the internet was petitioning Spongebob to be played at the Super Bowl, the halftime show or whatever it was. We knew it wasn't going to come to fruition 100%, but I mean, they kind of did it, but it was a massive disappointment. Maybe the internet can come together again. Let's bully the Academy. Yeah. There we go. Yep. I don't know. This is kind of more meme-worthy anyway. Like, I feel like times have changed a little bit. Like, maybe it wouldn't be so hard since it's already kind of viral, but we'll see. Academy, if you're listening, what else happened? Oh, I do want to mention our poll that we had on Twitter. So following the Apricorn episode, we had an Apricorn poll. So thank you to everybody who participated in that. Looks like the Heavy Ball and or Lure Ball was the favorite. So our listeners have good taste. Are those the only ones that aren't broken? No, the Heavy Ball doesn't work in Sun and Moon. Oh. It has a 0% chance of working. They all have an issue. I'm not sure. But aesthetically. (laughs) Oh, Oh, that's what we were basing it off of. Okay. Yeah, good choices yeah, what's your for the favorite? aesthetics. <laughs> I think that's where our favorites, too, like have the heavy ball, right? And then... I'll have to look at the picture. Austin, I don't remember what you said your favorite was. Sorry. I like the heavy ball. It's it's a, it's a good one. And the lure ball is kind of iconic because of the anime, at least to me. Yeah. Anyway, thank you guys for participating in the poll. 
that was fun. I always forget about Twitter. Austin's like the Twitter master, so I post one thing like once a week. Yeah, well, you're it's, it's like a gif. It's good. I I said I'd try to contribute more, so the poll was was that. Ooh ooh, what else? Okay, so I got some interesting news about video games that I'm super excited for that nobody else is going to be excited for. But back in the GameCube era, I had a Harvest Moon game called A Wonderful Life. Oh. <laughs> Okay, this isn't exciting. I'm sorry, but I just have to share. No, I'm excited for you. It was like my favorite game on the GameCube as a kid. I put like a ton of time into A Wonderful Life. And then, of course, a few years later or whatever, they had another Wonderful Life where you could play as like the girl character. But at that point, I already had had the first game. And so I was like, ah, whatever. I don't need to buy it again. But I found out that they're re-releasing it as Story of Seed. Well, they're remaking it under the story of seasons because that whole shit with the naming and everything but they're remaking the game for switch isn't that like amazing is it the, is it the same company um because i think harvest moon got bought out and that's what made everybody upset i don't really understand 100 percent. i think it's like natsume like there's like a whole bunch of stuff that happened but something with the naming like one company kept the rights to like harvest moon and so they keep making games under harvest moon and then the other company which is like the true Harvest Moon, I guess, if I'm correct in this, is called Story of Seasons now. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure, but like the true, quote unquote, true Harvest Moon is now under Story of Seasons. They're remaking it and I'm super excited. I just found this out like a week or so ago and I was like, holy shit, my childhood. And then I had a nostalgic moment and then I told myself I had to buy it just because, which I normally never do. I don't necessarily want to pay like $60, but... Let me ask you, have you have you played Stardew Valley? I haven't, but I've heard good things. I've heard that's like people who are a fan of the older Harvest Moons, like the original ones like you're talking about, seem to think that that is like the reincarnation of it. People gravitate more towards that than the new Harvest Moon games. Yeah, I've heard good things. I don't really know a whole lot about it. Maybe this will prompt me to, to check it out. But I was, I just was excited. It just made me happy. I was like, oh my gosh, my childhood self is so thrilled that this is happening but nostalgia power this podcast is nothing if not a nostalgic trip uh, a digital download of stardew valley is 15 dollars uh, i mean that's not awful i don't know i mean games these days are like well i don't know is the new like playstation 5 games and like xbox series x s whatever the fuck they're like 69.99 right Oh, shit, are they? I think that's going to be the new standard across the board is $70. But Xbox has that Game Pass thing that... I don't know how that works, but that's like you get games for free if you pay. Well, they're not free. That stresses me out. I don't like a time limit. So how does that? How does Game Pass work? Is you pay the subscription fee and then you get access to the game for a certain amount of time? But isn't it like, you, like we have this available for one month kind of thing? Do they limit the time that the games are available? I thought so. Well, that's bullshit. I might be thinking of PlayStation. Either hmm. way, if that's the case, I'm not sure. I could be 100% wrong. I don't know, but that would be shitty. It's like you're already paying for the subscription service and you're going to time, like, lock the games behind a time limit. Like, that's weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know enough to say. Audience, if you know, let us know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't been, like, a Microsoft. Like, I, I haven't been tuning into the world of Microsoft since Xbox 360 days, but I'm strongly considering my next console to be an xbox Ooh, 
Well, for a couple reasons. One, Starfield, well, Bethesda is now owned by Microsoft, so that means any future Elder Scrolls games are going to be Xbox only, and then also Starfield is coming out in September, so that's also a Microsoft exclusive. And Activision is about to potentially become a Xbox or Microsoft brand. Oh, is it? They're still, I think they're still, uh, legally, there's a battle for it, but it looks like it may eventually go through. See, I know this has been the case for a long, long time, and I know this isn't, like, a new or hot take. It just bothers me personally. It's, like, the fact that it's, like, all these exclusives, like, locked behind, like, oh, Sony, like, if you want to play God of War or Horizon, you have to buy a PlayStation. But if you want to play, like, Elder Scrolls or whatever, you have to buy an Xbox. I don't have the... I have to pick one or the other. I don't have the money for both, so it's, like... That's the thing. You just got to kind of fix, like, whatever more... That's the reason why they buy it. Like, whichever title or whichever brand has more titles that you prefer, that's the one you're going to buy. You want to hear some bullshit? We always, always. love bullshit. Uh, I was looking up how much video games cost for the current gen consoles. <laughs> and from what I can tell, yes, yeah, $70 is now the standard, at least for PlayStation 5. Yeah, that's what we thought. They have a deluxe edition of the new Star Wars Jedi Survivor game. I was like, ooh, what's in the deluxe edition? So I looked it up on the EA website. The difference is, and this is a $20 difference from $70 to $90, in the Deluxe Edition, you can dress your character up to look like Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. That's it? That can't, That's the that difference. can't be it. No, come on. Wait, is it just like an outfit pack? Are you kidding? That's what it appears to be. Oh that my cannot- god. Oh my god, that cannot be all that they... That's what the website says. Wait, wait, wait. Jedi Survivor... Deluxe edition? Yes, you can look like this. Oh, wow. That is... Wear a jacket. Wait, who... Is that supposed to be Han Solo? Because that doesn't look like anything like him. No, that's like the, the ca- player character. That's the most generic... The guy from Shameless in Gotham. Okay, wait oh, a minute. Oh, your little robot can have a little R2-D2 pattern. <laughs> oh, you get that too? Oh, yeah, $20. That's 15 for the Luke and Han, and then $5 for the R2-D2 skin pack. If you pre-order, you can look like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Okay, so according to IGN, all right, so they got the normal, oh, the standard edition comes with the game itself, plus the pre-order bonus, which comes, wait, plus the pre-order bonus about which more below, well, this isn't, whoever wrote this didn't proofread themselves. The deluxe edition costs an extra $20 and comes with the game, comes with the game, comes with a handful of in-game, I- who is writing this? <laughs> what the... This is- Should we apply to IGN to become <laughs> know, editors, video game journalists? What the? Read it again. <laughs> read it. Read it as it's written, please. It says the deluxe edition costs an extra twenty dollars and comes with the game comes with a handful of in-game <laughs> items. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Someone didn't delete the words properly. Whoever wrote this, what the fuck? Okay, so it comes with the scoundrel cosmetic. Rugged BD1 cosmetic, DL44 blaster set, Rebel Hero cosmetic, BD Astro BD1 cosmetic, Rebel Hero lightsaber set. $20 to wear Luke, Luke Skywalker's gold jacket he wears in one scene. Wow. Let's, okay, can we not do this, people? Like, not let's not normalize paying extra real money for cosmetic upgrades in the game. Like, let's just not do that. 
I'll wait until it's on sale at Target for $20 and I'll get it then. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah, wait for the inevitable, like, Ultimate Edition where they add all the DLC and all that shit, like, in a couple years. Yep, that's like uh, Battlefront 2. I got that for, like, $4, $5. Ultimate Edition. Me too. With all the skins and everything. So, just wait. Do you guys remember the time before where there wasn't DLC? Like, that didn't exist. Jacob, how was your week? We're going <laughs> to rant about this for okay, hours. Okay, that's true. I, that was all I did. Yeah, Jacob, tell us about your vacation. Before the vacation, I pre-ordered Jedi Fallen Survivor. No, kidding. Oh, good. <laughs> no, oh, uh, my God. I went on a vacation. I went to the beach. That seems to be where I left, left to go. I went on a boat tour, which comes with a boat and comes with dolphins. That was a joke back to the IGN article. That was the highlight oh, of my Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight of my vacation was we went on this boat tour to see some dolphins and i never seen this before but like so these boats we were out in a little small boat and they had these big tour boats out there also there's a bunch of people out there to see them and the big boats they kind of got in line and we were like oh i wonder what's gonna happen here and they took off and they created these like little wake waves and in the wake waves the dolphins just started jumping like crazy in them and that was like really cool to see like you could see them they were just flopping about, having fun, going like, ee that noise they make. I was like, well, this is crazy. So that was the first time I ever saw that. That was cool. And what noise did they make? ee Right, okay. That was fun. And I guess the like, another highlight was we stayed right on the beach. We're in a condo, and you could hear the waves crashing at night. So I would just go, like, boogie board, just like one of my favorite things to do, and then just come back to the condo. They had this little lounge chair out on the deck, and I laid there, and I didn't realize that I fell asleep for like two hours on this thing, listening to the waves. Mm-hmm. It's just relaxing. So that was all fun. Any sunburns? No, actually, I I, I lubed up pretty good. Oh, 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 yeah. Yep. Enjoy your vacation. <laughs> yep, that's how you do it right there. Another highlight from the hiatus we had was, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but I watched the 2022 anime of the year, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Nobody seen oh. that? Oh, fuck. No, I have not yet. No. Nope. You won't see it, Austin? That's a very hard no. The game situation was weird to me. I'm like, I don't want to associate with that brand anymore. I wouldn't, yeah. I would not, like, I'm not, I don't know. I wouldn't advocate for the game. I don't know if people <laughs> say it's better now, but the anime, this thing deserved what it got. It is phenomenal. It was great. It really was. Like, I could see how you could get sucked in watching this and then go buying the game. It was fun, fun little break, but like I said, we're back now and better than ever. Yeah, we got hard work to do. We got to buckle in. We got Pokemon episodes. Yeah, but I know going to the beach sounds like a far-fetched thing for me, but <laughs> that's a transition to our episodes this week for Pokemon. I can't remember the episodes that we left off with before the break, but now this week we are on a far-fetched tale and a tricks of the tricks trade. of the trade. There we go. Okay, all right, another uh, far-fetched episode for us. 
Let me get the randomizer up. I should have done this before we started. Why do we have so many goddamn Farfetch'd episodes? I'm so sick of Farfetch'd. I don't know. I actually know the reason why, but... You do? Why? Y'all remember in Gold and Silver, when you're in the Ilex Forest, there's like a Farfetch'd you gotta chase around for some reason? Yeah, the yes. Charcoal Man. Yeah. Okay, I have a question real quick. Back then, I remember like Farfetch'd being rare and somehow difficult to obtain or something, but... Is Farfetch still hard to get? Like, I feel like its mysteriousness has sort of, like, gone away. Like, it's just a Farfetch. Like, they successfully reintroduced it to the wild, I guess. Oh, because it was endangered or something. Yeah, it doesn't seem all that special now. I mean, I know it got, like, surfetched as, like, an evolution. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's all right. I, I never used it. I never cared for it too much. So it just kind of seems underwhelming even now. Sorry, Farfetch'd. Uh, but anyway, we can get started here with Farfetch'd Tale, the first episode. Alex, you're going to be taking a 30-second summary challenge this week. I myself have the first episode of Farfetch'd Tale, and then Austin, you have the second episode. Okay. Tricks of the All Trade. Right. I remembered it. I'll try my best here. Austin, do you want to time this? Uh, I would, but I can't figure out how to pull up the <laughs> clock on my new laptop, so Jacob, you're going to do okay. it. <laughs> Alex, are you ready? Uh, n- no, but sure. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, the twerps are currently in Ilex Forest, a dense forest where they can't figure out where they're going. As they walk through the forest, they come across this kid, and it's far-fetched, and this poor kid has obviously had some trauma and abuse in his past because he's very self-deprecating. Farfetch runs off because he's a bad trainer, and they meet his dad, Sylvester, this kid's dad, and his dad is a gruff asshole, and Team Rocket's there, and they decide to sell Farfetch for money, but the Torps interrupt their scheme to catch Farfetch back, and Farfetch learns the meaning of love, and cut. Cut. Time. All right, yes. good job. All cut. Right. Ha ha. Get it? Cut. All right. I'm a little rusty, you guys. I haven't done a 30 seconds in like 500 years. Like Alex said, we're in Ilex Forest. Uh, and we're going to the next Johto gym. Like Austin said, Ilex Forest is where the Farfetch'd was in the games. Is that correct? I haven't yes. played these games in forever. You gotta catch it for the Charcoal Man. Yeah. And the Charcoal Man turns out to be Randy's dad in this episode. But we'll get to Randy? That's his name. Who the fuck is Randy? <laughs> It's the kid. Sylvester. Oh, Sylvester. That's right. Oh <laughs> I was going to call him Randy. Randy. Randy sounds Maybe more fitting. The, the dad. I don't know. Oh, I thought the dad was Sylvester. 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 What is that a reference to? Like, Sylvester Stallone? I don't understand. Suffering succotash, Sylvester. Tweety Bird. Oh, maybe because like he's always trying to catch the bird, like Tweety Bird. And oh my god. Maybe we figured it <laughs> out. We did it. Oh, okay, Detective Alex on the case. All right. Farfetch's Tweety Bird. Is that really right? Because I was just a guess. No, I think that's <laughs> that makes it sense. Makes good sense. Yeah. Hold on. Okay. Let's see. Bulbapedia. <laughs> no, don't little Bulbapedia. <laughs> Bulbapedia does no shit. Fuck Bulbapedia. This is more canon than that. Officially renouncing that shit. They're always saying the dumbest crap. Can we have alive. an episode where we just debunk Bulbapedia? Let's just go through it. Oh my god. Can we have an entire episode of me explaining why Richie is spelled without a T? Oh, Austin had a freaking <laughs> breakdown yesterday because we played Puzzle League, and I think that's the only place Richie has a T in there. Yes. So Austin like lost his mind. So it's Rit Chi? Rit. Not really. That is a legitimate spelling of that name, but not for that character. I'm fucking telling you. 
Okay, it doesn't say why. Okay, Bulbapedia. I know we, we have a love-hate relationship with Bulbapedia. It doesn't say why his name is Sylvester, but I'm just going to guess that it's a reference to Sylvester and Tweety Bird. We'll just say that. Love it. All right. Anyway. That's good. Did y'all watch the Sylvester and Tweety Mysteries back in the day? Or is that just me? I don't know what that is. Okay. Moving on. Okay. I, I, that rings a bell, but I, I can't. Did he wear a hat? Sherlock Holmes hat? I think okay, he did. Okay, yeah, I think I remember that one. Yeah. I don't know how. We bring stuff up, and it's, it's back there in my mind, but I wouldn't think of it otherwise, unless y'all brought it up. But anyway, uh, not Randy. Sylvester has a far-fetched here. And of course, Team Rocket's here. They're, we, they're kind of minor here at the front. They're trying to steal our twerps food. But let's get on to the main point here. We see come across Sylvester here. He has a far-fetched. The twerps come along him, and this Sylvester kid is trying to get Farfetch to use cut. But he keeps calling it cutting attack, which is, I don't know, like... I felt weird about yeah, it. Yeah, he keeps yelling, mm-hmm. like, cutting attack. I mean, is this Farfetch just, like, being obstinate on purpose? Because I feel like we've had instances in the past where, I mean, obviously they they mess up their attacks, like Speed Star, but the Pokemon still <laughs> understand that to be swift, so maybe this Farfetch is just a little jerk. It is. I mean, it really is, because the next point, Ash is like, hey, it's called cut, not cutting attack. The kid, Sylvester, goes, hey, use cut, and it, it just ignores him. So it, it mm. this this far-fetched is just being a, a turd. I mean, I have logic for this. Sylvester A is super fucking annoying. He has trauma. He yes. has trauma, and we'll explore that. His horrible father, Randy, <laughs> <laughs> abusive person. Randy the Coleman. Yeah, Randy the Coleman, <laughs> our Coleman. God, he's awful. We'll we'll see that. There's some daddy issues going on here. Cutting the Farfetch is the turd, like we said. He doesn't, you know, use cut or cutting attack for Sylvester. Flashback to Team Rocket really quick. They're trying to buy some food, but Giovanni's not giving him money anymore, or he's cut him off like a child when they turn 18. They can't buy food anymore because they have no money. Sylvester's just or Giovanni's like, you guys, you're on your own. Which doesn't make sense, because these last few episodes, the stipends, I guess they've been getting, they've been using all these robots. Maybe they're fiscally irresponsible. We'll put it that way. I just want to put an apology out there in the universe to Giovanni, because last night I had a lapse in judgment, and I was like, Giovanni, your orange suit is the fugliest thing I've ever seen. What? But then I remembered that he's the only one that can pull off an orange suit. So I'm sorry, Giovanni. That was wrong of me. We played Pokemon Puzzle League for about 30 minutes after you left, Jacob, and now, Alex, it's all she can think of. It's all I can think of. I'm obsessed with it. What is that game? I never played it before. Oh, well, you can find out on our Out of the Dry and Pan Twitch that we will be debuting as part of our Road to 100 (laughs) initiative. That's right, Austin. Our countdown to 100 episodes. Pokemon Puzzle League is the best thing ever. It's the simplest game. You just switch some blocks around and, like, it is like a Tetris-y type thing. But it's so addicting. Even you said that, Austin. You're like, this is so addicting. I don't know why. It's so addicting. I agree. I agree with myself. Yeah. yeah. So there. You know what also is addicting? Purifying charcoal. Yeah. You can actually buy that at the store. When I, I watched this episode and I went to Walmart, and apparently it's good for your stomach. And people brush their teeth with charcoal, too. I thought you give charcoal to dogs to make them throw up. You can do that. But apparently humans... It does that to humans, too, I think, if you take too much. But I know... I saw, like, people rub it on cuts. They brush their teeth with it. There's a bunch of uses for it that I didn't think you'd use it for. 
So I don't know if it's purified. I had a charcoal infused body wash for a while. You got that, see? Or no, it's a shampoo. Shampoo. Rub it on your body. It makes it glow. So is it really like, okay, I got to look up more about this because I know it's like the trendy thing or it was, you know, sometime back. Are there actual true benefits to it or is it one of those trendy things where it's like, you know, oh, charcoal's so good for you. Here's all this black toothpaste and the body wash and the shampoo and the, you know, put it in your food and like all this other stuff. So what what good does it really do? I got to see. Well, we got to get the purifying charcoal from Ilex Forest. That's the real stuff. Yeah. That's the only way to get the true health benefits of it. According to this Medical News Today article, it's a fine odorless black powder often used in emergency rooms to treat overdoses. Oh, wow. Oh. There's some other things that it does. Let's it's see. It's a Narcan. Activated charcoal is not the same as the charcoal briquettes or burn pieces that you use to cook with for food. Oh, okay. That's what we're doing here. Activated charcoal makes it extremely absorbent, allows it to bind to molecules, ions, and atoms to remove them from dissolved substances. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Let's see. Possible uses. The World Health Organization has approved it for emergency treatment of overdoses or poisonings. All right, so this is not a sufficient conclusive large scale. There's not research to establish the benefits of it. Uh, many OTC over-the-counter products rely on the basic chemical principles of activated charcoal to defend their benefit claims, such as kidney health. Uh, I guess it works on, like, intestinal gas, maybe water filtration, diarrhea, teeth whitening and oral health, skin care, deodorant, infections. Oh, that's what you were saying, Jacob. Around the world, many different traditional medicine practitioners use charcoal to treat skin infections. Uh, Medical uses. Okay, there's all kinds of stuff. I don't know. I think you have to be discerning. I think it was a punishment, too. I think, like, if you cussed as a kid back in the old days, your parents threw coal in your mouth. You had to walk around with it in there. What? <laughs> that was a punishment somewhere. Did your parents put... I know, like, spicy foods. Like, I got Tabasco put on my tongue one time. Oh, my Jesus. God. <laughs> For no, I never got charcoal. I don't agree. Okay, look. I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm saying that some parents did, you know, like, spanking. Like, I don't agree with that either. Like, spanking, you know, some people think it works. Some people don't. You know, whatever. I don't agree with it, but... Same kind of thing with the spicy shit on the tongue if you curse. But joke's on you, parent, because I curse like a fucking sailor all the time now. Right, and it tastes like Tabasco each time. You know what's ironic? Because, like, now my family just, like, curses in front of each other. Like, it doesn't even matter now. I'm like, what the fuck? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) My family is so funny. We'll say, like, what the hell? And my mom or dad will be like, I didn't say that, Austin. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Like, even now? No. Like, randomly. <laughs> Just randomly? Like, every third time you say it, that's the that's the trigger to be like, oh, right, back off. It's so weird. Okay, whatever. I don't do understand you, baby boomers. Moving do on. Do you guys <laughs> think, on. like, in a general... Like, the last thing I'll say, and then we can move on with this this far-fetched episode. Like, cursing is more normalized now because even my yes. coworkers, like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. Like, well, I work with people who are my same age, but even my boss curses to me. He'll just say it, and I'm like, okay... But he's also, like, 28. Cursing's always been socially acceptable. I think it's gotten only more so as time's gone on. There's a lot of studies around it, too. There's one that says if you cuss a lot, like, it helps with, like, depression or something or anxiety. Oh, that explains a lot. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that explains a lot. <laughs> Fact check me on that. But there's also one that says smart people don't cuss. So that, it's it's weird. 
Well, I know I'm not very smart, so. I don't believe that. Like, I know people say, I've heard that before, Jacob. Like, it's like, oh, if you're, you know, at an intellectual level of, like, this much, you know, whatever, you don't have to rely on cursing because, you know, only morons fill their vocabulary with cuss words because they don't know of anything else to say. But I don't believe that to be true at all. Some of the stupidest people I've ever met are the people who have extraordinarily large vocabularies for no reason. Yeah. Well, they're trying to make themselves sound smarter, maybe? Exactly. Yeah. It's all about presentation. Yeah. Yeah. Farfetched. Farfetched. Back to farfetched. I was trying to work a transition in there. Uh, charcoal apparently comes from trees. Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but it does. Uh, <laughs> oh, my <no>. God. <laughs> <laughs> no, the main reason we learned about this uh, farfetched in Sylvester teaching it to cut is it wants to take it out in the woods. It doesn't want to compete. Or he doesn't want to compete with it in the Jota League. He needs it to cut down trees for his uh, father. The wood doesn't make coal. It just burns the furnace thing that... I don't know what it's called. The thing you put the coal in to make it. The purifier. The furnace? Eh, furnace is the word. I think there's another word I'm looking for, but I can't think we of did, it. We did not learn a lot about charcoal from this charcoal episode, did we? No, we did not. He cuts the trees and burns the wood and it makes the charcoal. There we go. Got it. There's charcoal in the games. I know that. It boosts fire-type moves. Is that all it does? There's not, like, a healing mechanism to it? No. Okay. The stuff we're talking about in this episode, is this that charcoal, or is this... What is this? What are we doing here? What's the point of this charcoal? In the game, you help the kid and the far-fetched guy and the charcoal man, and you get a charcoal piece, and it helps raise the fire-type moves. Like, so I guess if you start with Cyndaquil, hooray, you... Mm get some use out of it but that's all i know no okay moving on here uh we learned that little background with sylvester now we're uh ash comes back on screen and he shows oak his balls on the the webcam thing flashes him up there he's got some lure balls and the gs ball they say that hey that thing's gone to kurt is this the last time we're gonna mention the gs ball is it is, is it? it? You would know. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I'm done with that storyline. So is the show. Ashes. <laughs> yeah. So is the show. Ash is showing Oak his balls, and then Brock tells Oak about his golden rod. I mean, uh, about the closest gym being Goldenrod City. Oh my gosh! And how you see how I'm working in here, trying to make yeah. it something. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. good. That's where we're heading next. We're trying to get to Goldenrod. Lord knows if we get there in the next hundred episodes, but that's uh, that's to be determined. You gotta wait till season four. Yeah, I don't know how many gems we've made it so far, but th- two? I keep thinking it's three. Jacob can never remember <laughs> can't how many gym badges we have at any given moment. We've only... Even, <laughs> Jacob, Jacob, okay, for the record, we've only... I know it's felt like an eternity, and we've not accomplished much, but we did beat Faulkner, and we beat Bugsy, and that's okay. it. Time's an illusion in this. Yeah. I don't even know the names of the badges. Uh, Hive badge... What's the what's the one at? That's the one we just Zephyr. Got. Another badge? Okay. Zephyr. The leather badge. Zephyr. Zephyr. Okay, that's the leather badge. The leather badge. I heard feather badge, which makes more sense. That's the badge you get if you beat Lorelai. Lorelai, Winona? No, I'm kidding because like Prima slash Lorelai seems like she'd be a dominatrix and like she'd give you the leather badge if she was a gym oh, leader. We're on three different timelines here. Okay, okay let's keep going. Don't you think she's, like, a Bayonetta type? Like, I feel like she would be kind of, like, into that. Anyway. This you know what episode I'm in- <laughs> is so goddamn boring, you guys. I know. You know what I'm into? 
I'm into finding Farfetch because Farfetch is gone. That's what I'm into. Yeah, Farfetch <laughs> is gone. That's what I'm working with here. Farfetch is gone. Nurse Joy says, "Hey, it's probably at your house, Sylvester, with your um your father." Oh, it's really funny, actually. It was. You find that funny? He goes to Nurse Joy. I can't find my Farfetch. And Nurse Joy is like, "Have you checked your home?" <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, guess where we're heading to the Sylvester's home with his dad, Randy. There. Uh, they live in kind of like a hut. It's not very impressive. Charcoal business must be a little skimpy this time of year. Uh, this is basically where we just learned that Sylvester's got some issues going on here. Poor kid. Yeah. Oh my god, you guys. This poor child. The part where he approaches his father and talks to him and the father just ignores him. And so he has to speak up and the father was like, yeah, I heard you. That was rough. That that was really rough. That, that felt real. We can paint that scene real quick. Basically, Randy is over the charcoal pit. Sylvester comes up behind him and goes, like, I can't remember what he says, like, hey, dad, dad, dad. And finally, like, the fourth or fifth time, Randy turns around and with his hand raised until he notices Ash and company are there. And he goes, what? What do you want? You know, he's about to. That's not what happens. Oh. But okay. <laughs> So clearly, I, I just want to back up a little bit because this kid has some deep-rooted problems. Like, he's obviously scared to even go home at first. Like, he doesn't want to confront his dad because he's afraid of the reaction. He doesn't want to provoke his father's anger. And also, he's been making this entire time, like several times, he's been making these self-deprecating comments about himself as a person. He's like, I'm such an idiot. I'm so dumb. I'm so stupid. I can't believe how stupid I am. Like that, like, I'm not even kidding. Like that is what he's been saying. It's bad. It's so bad. I'm like, this kid has a horrible home life. Not even joking. Yeah. That's when like you kind of Sylvester, you kind of make fun of him throughout the episode. You kind of think he's just a annoying character like Austin pointed out. And then you get to this point right here and you're kind of like, oh, all that just disappears. You just really start feeling for the guy. Uh, flash forward to the woods now. Team Rocket is just muddling about, and they see the far fetch that uh, Sylvester's lost. This is where we learn that there's a pokey black market where stolen Pokemon get sold, because I think Meowth points out that, hey, we could sell it on the pokey market, which is kind of sad. That's another sad part of this episode, the realization that that is going on. Yeah, they surround this far fetched, and, you know, maybe they'll catch it, maybe they won't. We kind of. Do we see them catch it? I think we just. The camera cuts off before they catch it i don't think they catch it yet uh they yeah i think it they eventually do but they just surround it at this point we don't see them actually mm-hmm. catch it okay flashback over to sylvester who they kind of like go through the process of asking sylvester to think like the far-fetched like where would it go where was its favorite place and what i mean like typical things you would do i guess but anyway we give up on that pretty quickly and then everybody comes out we unleash all our Pokemon to help find this far-fetched, except for Pineco or whatever his name is. It's self-destruct, so Brock calls back real quick before it blows everybody up. But do we miss Tracy any? Because that Venonat would have come in real handy right about now, Mm. wouldn't it? Oh, good point. It would have been. Meryl's ears and Venonat's radar eyes. Old Man Scyther could cut some trees to make some charcoal. Yeah. We just bring everybody out, so it's a Pokemon highlight. Gotta show everybody off every, you know... 20 episodes to really kind of assure you that they are there. They're not gone. For now. For now, yeah. 
Oh, God. But, uh, so everybody comes out. Now we're back to Team Rocket, of course, because this is exciting stuff. They also throw out everybody. We got everybody coming. We got Arbuck, Lickitung, Victory Bell, the whole nine yards here trying to catch this far-fetched. And eventually, Meowth does catch it by lassoing it. Turns out Meowth, I guess, is good at rodeos. Uh, and then we go back to the twerps. And actually, I think Heracross comes in play here big time because I think he actually is the one that sees the far-fetched. He is. So Heracross is, quits its sap addiction for five minutes to actually come save the day. Good for good for Heracross. Like I said, this is a far-fetched episode and maybe a Heracross finally did something worthwhile. For one last time. Yeah. <laughs> They really set it up, don't they, when you think about it. If a Pokemon does something good, it's going to be gone the next episode. Once it finally proves its worth is when Ash gets rid of it. God, Pidgeotto is so loyal to Ash. Yeah. It's a great Pokemon to have. <laughs> Let's get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, so that goes on. Heracross spots them. And then this is when we get a battle between Team Rocket and Ash and company for the far-fetched. I'm not going to go through everything that goes on. Basically, Bulbasaur starts battling. Onyx gets involved. Poliwag gets in there for Misty. Basically, just all attack Team Rocket's Pokemon. Victory Bell, Weezing, everybody just clamors. And uh, Sylvester here is actually kind of like cool. Like, hey, this is going on. He's on the sideline checking everything out. And this is when Heracross also comes back in play here. And actually causing Team Rocket to drop uh, Farfetch's leak. I can't remember... What really happens next? There's some more battling going on, but eventually Farfetch comes into play and is facing Team Rocket back with its leak that Heracross caused them to drop. And out of instinct, Sylvester yells, cut. Farfetch cuts Team Rocket right clean in half. And this is the last time. No. Just like that Arbok in, what is Ventures. it? Adventures. Yeah. But Arbok survived being cut in half. I don't understand that, but I'm glad for it. The cut, they're cut in half and never seen again. No, they just get cut, of course, and... They get blasted off by this far-fetched thanks to Sylvester. So, hey, look at that. Maybe Sylvester gained trust from this far-fetched. I don't know. He needs to gain emancipation from his father, but whatever. Yeah. Now we're back at home, and Randy is actually impressed that Sylvester has done something useful for once in his life. I think he actually says that. Well, the ten years you've been on this earth, you finally have done something useful. So that helps uh, Sylvester feel good about himself, and... That's where we end with the crew heading off to Goldenrod City. Will it be their next episode? I highly doubt it, but we have that to look forward to. Probably the best city in every Pokemon game ever made. Wow, high praise. No, nah, it's not really, but I, I liked it. Is that the one with the gambling? There's a Voltorb flip in the new version. Well, Heart Gold and Soul Silver. Wait, did it have like a game corner in the in Gold and Silver with like? Slot I think it did. Or... I used to love playing the slot machines <laughs> and, and the Pokemon games. Yeah, how do we feel about uh, Voltorb Flip? Because I always thought it was really, really hard. I don't understand the appeal of gambling in real life. I lose my money immediately, and I'm like, well, this isn't fun, and I get bored and leave. Well, it's fun when you win. I'd never win. Well, that's because, like, okay, playing, like, a slot machine is one thing, but, like, if you play a game like Blackjack, you can kind of sometimes predict outcomes. Like, it's a little bit more, you know, predictable than a random slot machine. Yeah. D can you play the slots in the old games? I hope I'm not misremembering yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Not anymore because of European anti-gambling laws. Okay. But, like, as a child in the original games, you could go in there and there was no age limit for it? Okay. 
No, you could gamble with your character in the game. And then they changed it to this flip game, which, like, I don't understand why they can't just have that kind of thing now. Like, I remember in Oras... Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. Yeah, Oras, sorry. Yeah, Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire. If you go to Mauville, there is, like, a game corner area, but it's like sorry, the game corner's closed. Thanks for all the great years or whatever. I'm like, why can't they just have like a little card game or something? Like that's not, that's just like a mini game. That's not like gambling. Like blackjack? Yeah, well, like the Voltorb flip. It's like you just, you're not betting any money. You're just winning coins to trade in for prizes. Match the cards or match the Pokemon. Yeah, like that's just a mini game. That's not, you, I don't even think you can really consider that to be like gambling because you're not putting up money to get money you're just winning coins that you trade in for like prizes like it doesn't i don't know i don't know alex just really likes the toad houses at super mario brothers 3 i never get anything good best mario game ever made super mario brothers 3 sorry a bird just like went eh, and like flew right past my window and then like landed on my gutter was it far-fetched it was it kind of looked like one my laptop meanwhile has had enough of this life and is already making a horrible fan noise Wow, you bought a new laptop to get rid of the fan noise. Stop making noise. All right, anyway, so Sylvester finally gets his father's love and approval. Hooray. All right, let's move on to our most viable player, our least viable player in our quote. I'm going first, followed by Alex, and then Austin. Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. Uh, I guess I'll give my most viable player to Randy. No, I'm kidding. Uh, (laughs) I'll give my most viable player, maybe, I'll give it to Ash. I think Ash was actually pretty supportive of Sylvester this episode and kind of cheered him up when his father would not. So good for you, Ash. Uh, I'll take the easy LVP. I'll give it to Randy. That's not he was not a supportive father and just kind of ignored his child, which is not good at all. Then my quote, I'm going to give it to Meowth. And it's the one where he goes, we can capture the far fetched and sell it on the poker market. And that just opened up a can of worms about what's being sold on the poker market. And what is that? I want to know more about that and what's being done to stop it. That wraps it up for me. That's pretty quick. All right. Actually, I have two MVPs. So, Austin, if you don't give them, give one of them to the one of the two I have, I want to give an honorary shout out because I think they both deserve it. But I think I'm going to give my main MVP to Brock. Hey, now. Because of Brock's, the cooking corner we get with Brock, and we got a nice recipe on how to make Brock's rock and rice. You put rice in water and you heat it up. Uh, not just any <laughs> water and not just any heat, all right? It's one bag of Pewter City rice, three cups of Mount Moon spring water, and five sticks of the special purifying charcoal, and you get Brock's rock and rice. I, I made me want to try it. Brock was very enthusiastic about it, so MVP to him for that. All right, LVP. (sighs) I'm going to give it to Farfetch'd because Farfetch'd is just a boring Pokemon. I'm so sorry. Plus, it carries around its own, like, seasoning stick with it, and that's just fucked up. Uh, My quote. Okay, at the beginning, when they're traveling through the forest and they're lost, Brock says, there's nothing to worry about, Misty. As long as we follow this map, we'll stay right on course. And Misty says, Brock, you always say that right before we get lost. My turn. Your turn. Yes. My MVP is going to be Heracross. Because A, Heracross found Farfetch'd. B, when Ash released all his Pokemon out, Heracross did not suck on Bulbasaur's bulb. He's sniffing at a tree instead. Good for him. Good for him. 
leaving Bulbasaur and Squirtle to like do some wrestling. Oh, okay. Fun. My LVP is going to be Misty. Oh, wow. Yeah. Did you catch this? When they're releasing all their Pokemon, look for Farfetch'd. Misty says, come on out, everybody. And then she releases Poliwag and Psyduck. That's it. And not her other Pokemon. Goldeen and Staryu did not make an appearance. Oh, that's... Oh, my God. You're right. Yep. And then and they were all talking about, like, oh, it's so great to have all of our Pokemon out of their balls for this episode. And I'm like, mm, not quite. Okay. But I totally understand Goldeen because it would just be flopping there uselessly. But what about Staryu? I mean... Staryu can fly. Yeah. Cut down trees. It has sonar. I mean, come on. Poor thing. Yep. So Misty gets my LVP because... She's torturing that damn Goldeen, carrying it around all over the place. Okay, my quote. I just thought this was funny. I have better ones, but this made me laugh. Ash says, what's purifying charcoal? And Brock says, oh boy, I love purifying charcoal. Oh my gosh. It was Eric Stewart's delivery that made me laugh because he's, <laughs> he's hamming it up. He's having he's trying to make the most of this. <laughs> he's trying we his best. I appreciate that. I have a... Who was your... Honorary MVP or LVP, Alex? So uh, my honorary MVP has to go to Onyx because... Oh, I knew it. Because we never see it, hardly ever, and Onyx is, like, just so great, and we know how much I love Onyx on this podcast. Anyway, but Ash was, like, in mortal danger, so I know, like, during the battle part, it's hard to, like, narrate everything, but Ash was there, he was battling Team Rocket, he was all by himself for a second with just the Farfetch'd kid, and they're useless, of course, and Team Rocket's actually getting the better of him, and he's stuck in, like, a sludge bomb mess, and he's like, oh my god, we gotta dig our way out of this sludge bomb, and he's, like, choking on the Weezing's, like, smog attack and all this stuff, and he's about to die because Arbok is launching right at him with a poison sting. And then, at the very last minute, Onyx pops out of the ground and saves his life. Love, Onyx. I have an honorary LVP. Do you? Who? Celebi! Oh my god, because uh, the forest shrine. They go to Celebi's forest shrine and they mention it. They say, oh yeah, this is the shrine for the spirit of the forest or whatever. And I'm just thinking to myself, god, well, GS Ball is just a mile each of here. We could have done something with this. They don't give a shit. <laughs> if you just brought it to the shrine. They had to set up the movie. They had to set up the movie. When we get to that movie, I'm going to have a lot to fucking say. Okay. <laughs> Um, can I give an honorary LVP also to Kurt for not fucking knowing that he just has to take this ball to the shrine and then all of our problems could be solved? We're going to miss the GS ball. Okay. Are we? Are we going to miss it? Not really. All right. Can I give an honorary MVP to the 32nd <laughs> challenge? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm trying to avoid this. Oh, there's no way I can do this in 30 seconds. So much shit happens. Oh, there's a lot. Just be stupid. Just be silly about it. Just yeah. like do whatever. I'm not as spontaneous as you guys. Like, seeing the lyrics to a song, who gives a shit? Okay. I want <laughs> it that way. Tell me why. I don't know why that's in my head, but anyway. All right, let's do this thing. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Okay, so we're still on the way to Goldenrod, but now we have to pass through the seaside town of Pompona, and there's a Pokemon swap meet going on. And they come across this kid. His name is Benny or something. And they're like, we'll help you trade your weird Pokemon, Wobbuffet. So they go to the swap meet. Some shit happens. There's like a running of the Tauros. And then Team Rocket's there. And they steal all the Pokemon. Somehow, Jessie gets her Pokeball mixed up with, you know, some other guy, Stantler. And she trades away Lickitung by accident. And Time. they get Wobbuffet. <laughs> and 
iconic, right? Really? Yeah. You did the whole episode pretty good, Alex. Yeah, that was very good. Oh my god, there's so much other stuff, Austin. If you don't talk about it, I'm going to be mad. All right, we're at the, the beachside city of Palpoma. Benny is there. Benny's telling his Wobbuffet. Benny and the Jets. Benny Sorry. and the Wobbuffets. Sorry. Rita's come up with all sorts of name trivia today. We've got a bunch of episode titles. Benny's like, Wobbuffet, stand up straight so everyone can see what a great Pokemon you are because I loved raising you, but I got to get rid of you now. Oh my god, did anybody else just feel so bad for Wobbuffet? Like, actually, all the Pokemon at the swap meet because all these people care about is like just getting rid of their Pokemon, trading. Getting like, rid of it. Yeah, I felt so bad for it. It was odd. I don't I don't like this kind of trading where it's like when when you treat Pokemon like video game assets, it's kind of weird. That's what they were doing. Because it makes sense and like you're playing a video game, you know, these aren't real things. Who gives a shit? It's a major contrast to the main theme of the games. Like build a relationship with your Pokemon and do all that stuff. And then they have this part of it which totally contradicts that. So it's just messaging's off with this episode. So, Austin, when you play the games, you don't get, like, I know, okay, on a logical level, they are just pixels. I do not have emotional connections to the pixels on the screen, no. But you don't, like, oh my gosh, my hard work that I'm putting into this and, like, the team. Okay, this is where we differ then. I feel bad for doing that. Like, if I have a Pokemon that's, like, weak and I don't need it for the next gym, I have a hard time trading it out. I'm like, I'm just going to power through with it and make it useful somehow. Not me. Straight to the box you go. Yeah, Austin doesn't give a shit. I don't know. I just, I've always felt like that. I'm like, oh, just get connected to them and, you know, put in the work to, like, raise them. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird. I never have more than six, really. I even save, like, I'll have, I'll have five until the legendary. That way I don't have to get rid of one to replace it with the legendary that you catch with the Master Ball later in the game. Not these people of Pompona. They don't, they don't give a shit. They could care less. Everyone's here for the Pokemon swap meet where everyone just trades Pokemon. This is a thing, apparently. It's an annual festival, so the twerps have arrived on the day of. <laughs> Perfect timing. There's also all sorts of events happening in Palapoma, including the running of the Tauros. That seems fun. But meanwhile, Benny wants to trade his Wobbuffet. He's a heartless bastard. And everyone is like, Wobbuffet's shit. Why would anyone want such a stupid blue blob? Look at it. it its face is stupid. Its body is stupid. Its little feet are stupid. Its tail has eyes. And it's probably the real Pokemon. And my laptop's going a mile a minute, so I apologize for that. Uh, Ash is like, okay, well, Benny will help you trade your Wobbuffet. Then he gets distracted by the Toro shit. <laughs> so he calls up Professor Oak in a hurry. And was like, Professor Oak, give me my fucking Tauros right fucking now. 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 And Oak is like, well, Ash, you need to give me one of your Pokemon. Did Ash need his Tauros to be in the run? Is that how yes. it works? Like, you have to contribute to it to be a part of it? Well, we don't see that. We see the running of the Tauros where you have to touch the horns. Like, you know, running of the bulls. But then they run to the stadium where they have a Tauros free-for-all tournament, which is what Ash wants to participate in. Okay. So it's like a, the buy-in with the Tauros to do the rest, to the to the game thing. But Ash is like, give me my Tauros. Oak says, well, give me your Heracross. Corpse say, well, why Heracross? And then Professor Oak does not answer them. But Ash is like, okay, whatever. And gives him Heracross in exchange for Her- for Tauros. The writer said it was time for Heracross to go away. And so that's why he gave it to Oak. 
why, why, why did they do that to Heracross? Why did they introduce Heracross only to get rid of it so fast? I want to know the same thing, especially it pissed me off because Ash has two first stage grass type starters on his team. Yes. I love Bulbasaur. So obviously I would want Bulbasaur to stay, but get the fuck rid of Chikorita. Like nobody wants Chikorita. <laughs> Why does he have to have two grass? It, it, it doesn't make sense. Okay. That would destroy that Chikorita though. If Ash got rid of it. I know you personally despise Chikorita and all, but this is generation two. This is Chikorita's time to shine. He keeps Bulbasaur for a long ass time. You're right. So if anything, he should have gotten rid of Bulbasaur. Yes. Sorry, Bulbasaur. But like, why are you here? Right. You don't serve a purpose. Like we have Cyndaquil <laughs> as the starter. We've got Chikorita as another starter. Um, Obviously, Totodile will come along at some point. But you're right, Austin. Why get rid of a Johto Pokemon like Heracross? I don't understand. Anyway, it goes away. R.I.P. Heracross. R.I.P. Heracross. But Ash doesn't give care about Heracross because he has to fight Fernando in the Tauros competition, and Ash wins, and everyone's like, "Wow, Ash is the greatest Tauros ever!" Or rather, Ash has the greatest Tauros ever. <laughs> Ash is. He's the greatest Tauros trainer of all time. How about that? It's an IGN article. And everyone wants to trade for his Tauros, but Ash is like, no, 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 that's not happening. Okay, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Ash could have gotten a Nidoqueen out of that. And he has dirty Tauros. Yeah, he could. I mean, I know this is probably his, like, main Tauros, but I would have tried to trade, like, one of those other 30 Tauros and been like, yes, I'll I'll give you one of these for, like, a Nidoqueen or a Rhyhorn. No, that just makes me think, like, Alex was saying, like, get rid of one of the other Tauros and pose it as, like, the strong one. Like how much fraud goes <laughs> how much fraud goes on during this tricks of the trade? So many, I'm sure. This Pokemon's really strong and you get it's just garbage. I I could just see that going on all the time. It doesn't bother anyone else. They've never actually confirmed that Ash the one Tauros is always the same Tauros. That's true too. They never actually say that. That's why I wish that they gave it some kind of physical characteristic, like a gash in its horn or like a broken horn, like something. To where it looks different. Shiny. Make it a shiny one. Something. Wait, what does shiny Tauros look like? Is it green? I'm sure it's fucking green. <laughs> Let's see. I just... I, I'm sorry. I'm curious. I know I'm derailing. <laughs> I think it's gold. It's probably gold. It is not Paldea Tauros. No. <laughs> oh my god. I have to actually put Kanto Tauros. Come on. It's fucking green. Of course it is. Oh yeah, it's god. like a yellow... It's actually really ugly. I'm so sorry. This is what it looks like. Yeah, I see it. Green. Yellow. It's like a piss color. Ew. <laughs> what kind of piss do you have? Like, if, it's like <laughs> piss if you took, like, a multivitamin and it's, like, a neon yellow. I've seen that happen before. I had one glow in the dark before. That's how powerful Whoa. that vitamin was. Honestly, Tauros's shiny suck because the Paldean Tauros, you can't even tell. Like, look at this shit. <laughs> that's the normal one. It's kind of a little bit gray. And then... That's the shiny. It's just a little bit darker. It's like a little black. On the bottom. That's it. Wait. Wait. Do I have it backwards? I think so. Okay, hold on. I can't even tell the difference really between them. Um... You can't. It's horrible. Who came up with this? This is awful. You know what else is awful? What? Wobbuffet. Benny's trying to raid, raid Wobbuffet for literally any Pokemon he can find. And every person he comes across says, Ew. That Wobbuffet. No. That's so At sad. first, you'd think that people are just saying Wobbuffet's silly because they don't understand that Wobbuffet's actually super powerful. But, a, but one person in particular says, that Wobbuffet? No, thank you. <laughs> or something to that effect. 
Well, it's a blue blob. I know, um, but we'll learn some good stuff about that blue blob later. Because Team Rocket's here, and they have a secret plan to have everyone trade their Pokemon at their trade machine, which actually replaces the Pokeballs with fake Pokeballs. Dun, dun, dun. Yep. Meanwhile, the Twerps are trying to hawk Wobbuffet, and they do so successfully for one guy with a Stantler. So they're going to trade Wobbuffet for Stantler, but Stantler guy is distracted by a Hoot Hoot and runs away. Meanwhile, James finds a man who is selling Magikarp, and he gives him a whole spiel about Magikarp, and each Magikarp plays 500 eggs. And each one of those Magikarp plays 500 eggs. And if you have a Magikarp, you can have a money-making scheme of blah, 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 blah. And James is like, oh, yes, this all sounds perfectly logical. And then remembers, holy shit, this is a rerun from season one. You're the same guy. The Magikarp salesman is back. Oh making my a gosh. second of many appearances. Okay, everybody craps on Magikarp, but if you're patient with it and you raise it up into a Gyarados, it's actually a really good Pokemon. No, it's not. Electric types. Gyarados is a good Pokemon. I'm with Alex. Except for that one caveat, Austin. It's a good Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Well, James gets really upset with the Magikarp salesman and chases after him. And the Magikarp salesman, there's some, like... They get into a Scooby-Doo chase scene. Right. There's some silliness happening, which is fun. It reminded me kind of like Misty Psyduck being caught. Oh, yeah. Like just events lined up perfectly for this to happen. Jesse gets knocked into the air, flies through the air, hits the trade machine, hits the trade machine as the Stantler guy is leaving. Her Lickitung comes from hits ball and gets traded with Wobbuffet. And then Jesse takes Wobbuffet's Pokeball without realizing what happened. So it felt like it was kind of preordained in a way, like the universe was saying, Jesse will acquire Wobbuffet today. Or Wobbuffet's trainer, that kid, planned it all. Yeah, well, Benny's actually a secret genius. Mm -hmm. He didn't actually do anything because he didn't say, oh my god, lady, your Pokeball, like this isn't a legitimate trade. He just was like, finally, that fucking Wobbuffet is out of my hair. Nash finds out that... Rocket has been stealing everyone's Pokemon. So the inevitable like crowd scene forms and they're like, give us back our Pokemon. And Team Rocket's like, no. And so some battling happens and uh, everyone gets back their Pokeballs. But it was a trap and they were fake Pokeballs a second time. And Team Rocket has actually escaped with the real <laughs> Pokeballs. <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay, that was pretty clever. That caught me off guard. I was not expecting that. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Uh, so this was all set up for the twerps to follow Team Rocket into the woods and, you know, do their battle thing like they do every episode. But something surprising happens when Jesse tosses out Lickitung. It's actually a Wobbuffet now. Wow. Surprise. Oh, my gosh. So this is like the beginning of like the rest of our lives because finally Wobbuffet has appeared and becomes a Team Rocket staple. Yes. Let's talk about Wobbuffet. What do we think about it? I know everyone of the city of Palpoma fucking hates it. If I remember correctly, it only knows one move, right? And that's counter. Is that it? Two moves. Two moves. Well, does it know Mirror Coat at the moment? We are going to find out at a later time that it does. Okay. So, but Jesse, well, according to James's book, he only says it has counter, which I'm assuming. So, can I ask a question? So, Jesse uses counter twice against Chikorita because Chikorita uses two physical moves, right? Vine Whip and Razor Leaf. 
Yes. By the time all grass-like moves are physical moves. Right. So that makes sense. But then I think she calls out counter or something. Or maybe she doesn't call out Miracle or whatever. But Pikachu comes in with a Thunderbolt, which is obviously a special move. So if they had known about Miracoat, then that's why it didn't work, right? That's why yeah. it didn't work. Oh my god, it's so good. And so that sends Team Rocket flying off again with their new companion, Wobbuffet. Wobbuffet is so good. It's so underrated. Did you ever use it in the games? No. No? No. Too complicated. It is complicated. It's good, but complicated. Well, I mean, I guess you can make it work, like, if you're playing single player through the game. But I think it's more useful when you're doing, like, competitive stuff, right? With leftovers. Like, if you're actually battling in, like, a competition or something. Because, like, when you're playing the game, it's just easy enough to just power. Like, why would you want to waste time setting up, like, all that when you can just power through with, like, an attack, you know, with a regular Pokemon? Hmm. You don't need that kind of strategy. Wobbuffet's great. It's such a whoever came up with the idea for Wobbuffet to be like the fourth de facto member of Team Rocket. Give that person a fucking raise. That was a great concept. That was a great idea. You want a Wobbuffet trivia fact? Always. Is it about the tail? <laughs> Always. Sorry, this is more about like its mechanics, like usage in the game or whatever. Of course, the source is Wobbuffedia. Oh God. Okay, in Generation 3, if two Wobbuffet with leftovers are facing each other in a single battle, the battle will become endless, as all of Wobbuffet's moves do not directly damage the opponent, and the player cannot switch to their other Pokemon due to Shadow Tag. Even Ah. if the Wobbuffet uses Struggle, the damage will be healed quickly by leftovers. Shadow Tag and Struggle were both changed in Generation 4, likely as a direct response to this scenario. Changed in what way? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say, but I'm sure some kind of Wobbuffedia. I know it doesn't say. It's likely based on a punching bag. <laughs> That's pretty good. Wow. So you could have an endless Pokemon battle with a Wobbuffet. How was it changed in Generation Four? Now, okay, now I want to know. They probably made it where like it either like made it where you couldn't use leftovers, or maybe Shadow Tag count- cancels each other out or something. Yeah, like yeah, that could be another point too. Maybe. We need to look up on, on YouTube if there's, like, a competition battle where there's two Wobbuffets out there. And they just go, they're like, okay, we gotta cancel this. Benny does not care about Wobbuffet either. He's just so happy to have his Lickitung. And Lickitung is so happy to have Benny now until he inevitably trades it a year from now with the next swap meet. Yeah. Twerps are like, oh, look, you got a Lickitung. And Team Rocket got a Wobbuffet. Let's not connect those dots at all. Meanwhile, Madam Much Bunny Snubble has been here the whole episode for no reason the end good old wobbuffet yeah it's about time there's more wobbuffet to come so don't oh you God, worry yeah, there's a lot of wobbuffet to come we'll have a wobbuffet counter we're gonna keep that how many episodes does wobbuffet appear in a wobbuffet counter a all right does anybody else left to say about this episode or ready to move on to the mvp and lvp and the quote alex what was the thing that you said i had to talk about in this episode and you'd be mad if i didn't magic harp salesman oh Oh, that was it? He, it was funny. He just had a little cameo. Obviously, he has a business that works because he's everywhere. And he knows how to get out of town whenever <laughs> whenever he just does make a sale. <laughs> he knows to move. it's time to move on. Okay, so do you think, here's a question. Do you think because of the swap meet thing that Baron Licky Licky's Lickitung is actually Jesse's Lickitung that got traded somehow in like a paperclip chain and like that's the Lickitung? No, I do not think that. Oh, okay. I do think, however, that the Magikarp salesman, I'm pretty sure his spiel was like word for word the same from the St. Anne episode. It's actually my quote. I'm pretty sure. Uh, (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah. 
It was pretty close if it wasn't exactly I think, the same. I think it was the exact same. Let's move on to that now. Alex, you're first, followed by Austin and then myself. I'm going to give my MVP to Waba Fett. Why not? Because oh, damn it. <laughs> why not? Get it? Haha. Ha, why not? Yeah. Because it's Waba Fett and he's finally here. And I was, I remembered back from when we had our last episode and Austin was like, there's a character that appears that's going to be so surprising. And then I forgot who it was. And then I remembered and I was like, <gasps> so yeah, Waba Fett. LVP, I'm going to give it to Benny for being a big jerk to Waba Fett in the first place. And also just letting an unofficial trade happen from an unwilling, like Jesse was not willing to trade. So I feel like there should have been some kind of like a Pokemon lost and found or something. Be like, <laughs> okay, this Pokemon was not fairly traded to me. It was, you know, there was a big Scooby-Doo chase scene. Obviously, this is a mistake. That's a big deal, too, because that means you don't, have to, yeah. you don't have to consent to the trade. You just have to put it through the machine, and it's yours. Right? So that's a big old issue. There's there's some problems with these rules here. So I, I don't agree with that. And Benny's just like, well, nothing to do about it. My quote all right, I'm going to give it to when Brock is trying, like, they're trying to sell all the people of the swap meet on this Wobbuffet, and they finally get their hooks into the Stantler guy, and they're like, yeah, come take a look at this mint condition Wobbuffet. And Brock says, as you can see, it's in mint condition. And Ash says, it has very responsive handling. <laughs> like, they're selling a used car. Love it. Good car facts on it. It's my go now, right? Mm, I think so. I didn't have really any quotes, but I did write down the narrator saying, Team Rocket's Lickitung has a loving new trainer, but oh, that poor Wobbuffet, which I thought was kind of ironic, since if anything, I'm like, God, that poor Lickitung has to deal with Benny now. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, he got the short end of the stick there for sure. Meanwhile, Wobbuffet's got to find like the purpose of his life, which is to be a part of Team Rocket and, and Jesse's Pokemon. Aww. It was meant to be. My MVP will be James. For remembering the Magikarp salesman and not getting suckered a second time. <laughs> Yet, he will get suckered like, again at a later date. Not now. And my LVP will be Professor Oak for taking hair across and then not telling us why. <laughs> I just need it. That's it. Didn't Brock speculate like that he just wanted to like use him to like suck on the tree sap or something like why would he want that that's sticky maybe he wanted him to suck his tree sap i don't know whoa i know all right oak delia and tracy aren't good enough for you professor oak you need hair across now okay we don't think tracy's alive remember they had that cardboard cutout of him in the background (laughs) (laughs) act like he was there so tracy may be six feet under unfortunately let's see yeah my mvp i'm gonna give it to Good God, I don't know. You can give it to Stantler guy for getting the hell out of there and not getting. I'm going to give it to um to the Tauros, Ashes Tauros. Yeah, I mean it's been gone for a while, and I guess it hasn't been battling at all. And for it to come in there and kind of cold and win this championship thing that was going on randomly, that's pretty cool. I had thoughts about that. Fernando beat uh, ten other Tauros, and then Ashes Tauros beat his Tauros, and I'm like, well, maybe it was just exhausted from fighting ten other Tauros. That's true. Maybe it wasn't fair at all. Could have been true, too. Anyway, Tauros won. That's all that matters. Good for him. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> circumstances don't matter. Do we know whatever happened to that one, like, surfer bro guy who was like, it's the running of the Tauros, and, like, you get a trophy if you touch the horn or whatever. Did he, like, die in the stampede? Like, do we yeah, know? Yeah, he was gored by a Tauros, but they cut it out of the dub. Yeah. Oh. They show him in the, the sub version getting trampled, and his last words are no. 
Oh, yeah, we saw his mangled body, bloodied, and pounded into nothingness. Poor guy. Is he gonna be your LVP? No, he's not the LVP. My LVP is Heracross for just being given up so quickly. I feel bad for it. Ash's like, I'll Mm. give it away. Give it away. (laughs) I guess the trampling guy could be, but I'll give it to Heracross because we know for sure that he's gone forever. By Heracross. You're like Tracy. Gone forever. Well, they're together in hell now. <laughs> Wait, so is this like really like the end? Like Heracross never comes back. Yeah. We see it again, but not on the main team. Yeah, it's right. gone. So that's the kind of unceremonious like send off they give it. It's just like, oh, an afterthought. Like, yeah, okay, I need Heracross. Okay, no problem. Okay, Tauros. Okay, bye. Like, that's it. That's it. That's fucked up. That's it. That is fucked up. All right. It is messed up. What was the plan? It's so weird. Okay. They didn't have one. Well, maybe, do you think, like, they did have some other kind of plan and then, like, it changed? Because, like, I don't I don't know. We could speculate all day. I guarantee what was going to happen is they were going to have some kind of, like, weird morph evolution thing go on. Because Aircross <laughs> kept... Kabuteri, Mon! Aircross kept sucking on Bulbasaur's bulb in probably, like, episode 200. Oh, God! <laughs> it was going to start sucking and they were going to morph together and evolve Ew. into some, like, hybrid... <laughs> Here across Bulbasaur Pokemon. Well, that's Jacob's theory on that. That's his explanation. <laughs> oh and they canceled. They canceled that out because that was too weird. Gonna go full Akira. <laughs> yeah, they just start morphing together. Sounds like a fan fiction. <laughs> Holy shit! I don't. Okay, Jacob can write that. I'm not. Herasaur. Uh, uh, uh. It's like a human centipede with Bulbasaur and Heracross. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> oh my god! All right. Uh. Know where to go? Uh, my quote as my quote is actually not from the salesman. I messed up. My quote is from James, and as in response to the salesman, and this is him wising up. He goes, he says, "I'll take it. I'll take it." Hey, wait a minute. This situation seems strangely familiar. I once bought a magic cart from a salesman on the Saint Anne, and he looked awful lot like, "Ah, oh, you're the same old charlatan that swindled me." So I was like, "Good for you, James. You recognized it." I'm glad. I'm surprised you remember that was a Saint Anne. So good for him. Which is now on the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. If only the city of Papoma could be on the bottom of the ocean, too. Hey, just wait. That tsunami's coming. Humongadunga. Humongadunga. It goes around the world every 20 <laughs> years right. or whatever. Humongadunga. Let me spend my whole life sitting on this beach waiting for a wave. Sounds like I lived it up. Yeah, where the where the hell is Jan? Okay, where's Jan? He's Humonga gone. <laughs> ah. We got it. Okay, so Victor and um, was it Puka? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're bringing back all the old episodes. Yeah. All right. But not looking in the past, we're going to look forward now. Our next two episodes are The Fire Ring Squad and No Big Whoop. A whooper episode. Whooper episode. Ooh. Here's the whooper episode that I misremembered like several episodes back. I was like, I'm pretty sure the next one's a whooper episode. And you guys were like, nah, that's only 20 episodes. <laughs> I think we were like, yeah, I'm just 20 episodes away. Which is a blip, a blip in the Pokemon episode timeline. When you say something's 20 episodes off, it's like not far at all because of how many there are. Any more closing thoughts before I close this out here? Glad we have Wobbuffet. Glad to have Wobbuffet. Alright, we'd like to say this. Thank you all for listening and be sure to leave us a 5-star rating. If you have any questions or comments for the show, be sure to send them to outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. Again, that is outofthedrawingpan at gmo.com. And be sure to follow us on Twitter. The handle is out of drawing pan. Just to say again, the handle is out of drawing pan. And join us next time as this journey continues.
Thank you.